This is Mark Halleck, and welcome to the Leading Church Revitalization Podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage and equip you for the work of leading church revitalization in your context. I really hope and pray you will be helped and you'll be encouraged and you might even be a little bit inspired in our time together. Because here's the truth, there's a lot of churches people have given up on that God is just not done with. So thanks for coming by and let's link arms together to replant and revitalize churches for the glory of God and for our joy in Him. Today we're going to be talking about the responsibilities of the shepherd pastor. When it comes to the responsibilities of a shepherd pastor, the scriptures are actually very clear. God is not fuzzy on this. While there are those who may try to suggest otherwise, the Lord, through his word, is neither uncertain nor ambiguous on what tasks he desires for those who oversee his people. Specifically, there are four key biblical responsibilities which shepherd pastors are called to carry out. To know, to feed, to lead, and to protect the flock of God. This week, we're going to talk about the first two of these, to know and feed the flock. And then next week, we'll talk about leading and protecting the flock of God. So let's consider these first two. Number one. The shepherd pastor knows the flock. The most basic function and responsibility of the shepherd pastor is to know the sheep under his care. This may seem somewhat elementary, but unfortunately in our context, it is not always safe to assume that this is truly understood as a priority for pastors. Pastors, we must know our people. That's the point. We must know who they are. We must know their individual stories. We must know their hurts, their pains, and temptations. Timothy Laniac, in his helpful book, While Shepherds Watch Their Flocks, he retells a story of some missing sheep that illustrates this very well. The story was captured by a man studying Middle Eastern shepherds. He writes this, Three weeks ago, when we camped near the Canada train station, Gawarji fell asleep on guard duty in the night. The poor man had just returned from his home and was still recovering from all the work his wife made him do. In the morning, Moda found seven sheep missing from his flock. You ask how he knew exactly seven were missing out of more than 300? Well, Moda knows all his sheep by name. Each sheep has a name. And when Moda calls, they come running. Laniac concludes, sheep know they belong to a shepherd. They are named, known, and counted every day. What a beautiful example this is of how shepherds must intimately know those they are called to lovingly lead. Before a shepherd can provide proper care, He must know the identification of the sheep for whom he is responsible. Jesus not only identifies himself as the good shepherd, but also says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. John 10, 14. In like manner, shepherd pastors must know their sheep. 
This means they must be able to identify their sheep on a personal, individual level. This is where shepherding begins. We see the importance of this foundational knowing relationship between the pastor and his people early in the apostolic ministry. As Timothy Whitmer notes, remember that Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust, Acts 14.23. There were particular elders for particular churches. Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church, Acts 20.17. He instructed Titus, appoint elders in every town as I directed you, Titus 1.5. James urged those who were sick to call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord, James 5.14. This text assumes a relationship between the sick person and a particular group of elders to whom they were to look for care. They were the elders who knew them and who were known by them. Peter used similar terminology when he urged elders to shepherd the flock that is under your care, 1 Peter 5.2. David Dixon captures the heart of knowing our sheep as he describes the relationship that should exist between faithful pastors and their flock. I love this. He writes, He must be acquainted with them all, old and young, their history, their occupations, their habits, their ways of thinking. They and their children should be their personal friends so that they naturally turn to him as to one on whom they can depend as a kind and sympathizing friend and faithful counselor. You see, it's the sacred responsibility of the shepherd to get to know the flock, one sheep at a time. And this takes intentionality. It is not enough to simply know the number of people attending our churches every Sunday or to have sort of a general knowledge of our flock. Now, what we are called to by God is to have an intimate, personal knowledge of those under our care. As an example, recently I had the opportunity to have lunch with a father of two teenagers from our church. This family struggling to figure out how to manage their kids' academic, athletic, and social calendars. To say that stress and tension are high in their home is an understatement. Like so many parents, they are trying to do the best they can and desire to honor the Lord, but feel a bit helpless at this moment. Since I've known this family for years as their pastor and have walked with them through other ups and downs in life, I'm able to understand the dynamics of their family and hopefully share wisdom and encouragement that they need. This is the privilege and joy of being a shepherd pastor who knows the sheep. Our people need pastors who know them intimately, have built trust with them personally, and can come alongside them with love, encouragement, and counsel that is helpful in the tough seasons of life. Pastor friends, we need to pursue our sheep and engage people like this on a regular basis. A good shepherd keeps his eyes and ears open as to what is happening in the lives of our people. Shepherds are attentive to the sheep knowing their names, but also knowing their spiritual, emotional, and physical condition that they might be served, cared for, and ministered to in a healthy, biblical manner. Here's number two. The shepherd pastor feeds the flock. 
So the first characteristic we looked at is the shepherd pastor must know the flock. That's where shepherding begins. But now we're going to consider the shepherd pastor's responsibility to feed the flock. Sheep rely on the shepherd for healthy food. Jesus speaks with Peter about this in John 21, 15. He writes this. He says, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. You see, shepherds must understand that sheep cannot find pastures on their own. Sheep have a very difficult time discerning the difference between healthy food and poisonous weeds. In this way, God's people need pastors who will teach them rightly, feeding them and helping them find nourishment for their souls from God's word. This is why faithfully preaching and teaching the whole counsel of God is so vital to the health of our people. Several years ago, out of the blue, a young couple decided to stop attending our church. When I followed up with them, I discovered they were unhappy with a sermon that was preached. They disagreed with the theological position our church takes on the particular topic. Now, while it was painful to lose a young couple like this, especially when you are a smaller church, a shepherd pastor's primary responsibility is to faithfully teach God's word. This is true even when what scripture has to say is not popular. Our people don't need some of the Bible. They need all of it. In the same way that our bodies need a healthy balance of fruits, vegetables, proteins, and fiber to remain healthy, our people also need a healthy and balanced diet of teaching from God's Word. It is the shepherd pastor's responsibility to ensure this healthy diet for our flock. You might call us scriptural nutritionists. Again, in Jeremiah 3.15, the Lord declares, I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will lead you with knowledge and understanding. Shepherd pastors of God's flock must have knowledge and understanding of God's word in order to gently yet firmly and clearly teach those in need of direction. When those being led are without knowledge and understanding of God's word, their spiritual lives will suffer great harm. The Lord himself speaks harshly to this reality in Hosea 4, 5, and 6 when he says, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. When the priests did not teach the law of God to the people of Israel, the people were destroyed. This is a judgment against the priests and prophets. God's people must be taught. They must be fed the truth of God's word, both for their salvation and for their sanctification and spiritual growth and maturity. Here's the truth. If the sheep are not living obediently to God's word, they will obey something or someone else. They will submit to something or someone else. They will blindly follow something or someone else. Scripture reminds us that when we are left to ourselves, our inclination is not to drift toward truth, but actually the exact opposite. For the time will come, 2 Timothy 4.3 says, when men will not put up with sound doctrine. 
Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. As shepherd pastors, our responsibility and charge is clear. We must continually feed our people God's truth. Or as Paul puts it in 2 Timothy 4.2, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. This is the food the sheep need. Friends, let us feed them well. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Hey, as you continue to grow, I want to point you in the direction of a book called Leading Church Revitalization. This entire podcast is really built on and based on that book. You can pick it up at Amazon.com today. Also, check out AcomaPress.org. Acoma Press is committed to putting out resources to help encourage and equip you as a revitalizer or a replanter. It's also very committed to help equip congregations that are struggling and facing serious decline. And one last thing, I would love to stay in touch with you. So let's connect on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Any way I can serve you, I would love to do that. Man, I can't wait till we're together next time. Thanks so much for stopping by. God bless you all.